Alright, so I'm here in my room. I've got my computer on in front of me. I've got my microphone set up. My notepad is open with some notes about my podcast, It's Time to Rewind. Looks like they're open to the 36th scene of Memento that starts in black and white at 77 minutes and 12 seconds, with Leonard grabbing a glass to listen at the wall to the next room, and ends at 77 minutes and 46 seconds with Leonard shutting the door in Bert's face. Oh, hang on. Who is this? Baba! It's Lisa Leahy from Rabbit Hole Podcasts. We've got that new podcast called Pictures and Conversations. It's a rabbit hole podcast book club. Come on, you know who I am. Oh, of course. I I always seem to forget, but uh, I, I do prefer to be called Bubba Wheat. And, uh, and who are you? Oh, uh, I'm Eric Nash, um, again, uh, from Watchmen Minute, but you may also remember Almost Famous Minute and Feels Like Weezer. Oh, of course. It's, uh, it's good to have you back. And, uh, you know, it's... We talked about this just briefly, you know, um, in in between episodes, but this this whole group is is really not a whole lot to it. You know, they're they're all. I mean, all the black and white scenes are are fairly short, except for a couple of really good chunky ones. And you know, the, this is another just thirty second scene. Uh, I think we do get a little bit more here. I, I do like how again this this is very. Uh, frantic opening, which I think really, you know, I, I mentioned it last week, but this really ties into the scene right, right before it with Natalie's big, you know, 180 character turn. Oh, some of the best stuff in this movie. <laughs> and it's great because when I show it to my students, more often than not, that's the end of day two. Because like the class period ends, I can't do anything about it. And they hate it. They're like, what are you doing turning that off? I said, you guys got to go to class. Sorry. What? They get all crazy. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantees they come in the next day to finish it off. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, I can imagine. Oh, it's so great. I, they get so angry. <laughs> oh, they get so angry at her. Some of them are like, oh, I knew it. She's awful. Da, 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 da. And they're, they're, oh, they're throwing all kinds of words out there. It's very entertaining. <laughs> Gotta love seniors in high school. Yeah, and you know Leonard's very frantic, and he's he's doing this you know very well known trick of just putting the glass to the the wall to hear next door. Uh, although I don't I don't fully understand. You know I I went back and forth a, a couple times, but I don't get like why why do you think that he's like listening next door is. Did either of you catch any sort of clue that makes him think that maybe there's somebody in the room next door? I think it's just the paranoia. I think it's just trying to figure out, is there somebody there? Is somebody listening to him? Is somebody watching him? Um, I think he's just in a panic and he's grasping at straws. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, and th- yeah, that's actually the the one other kind of little bit of a note I had from the last episode was was paranoia that, that that was definitely increasing i mean hey and anyone that does put a a uh, glass to a wall probably is suffering a bit from uh, paranoia either that or boredom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. that, that's like um you know earlier on whenever with dot in the closet and uh teddy's oh in the room and <laughs> and he says you know amorous neighbors, amorous neighbors. <laughs> Yeah, and the way he's sitting in the chair in that scene too is he does seem like he's kind of a little bit bored as well. 
And I, you know, I, I did look this up. I, like, I, I know that it's, it's a real thing. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that you, that is kind of a cliche, uh, thing that we see in, in movies and TVs. But this is one of the cases where it's cliche because it, it actually does work. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, listening through the wall with a glass and it's, uh, it's an effect called acoustic coupling between the wall and the glass. And, uh, and... While you listen for other kinds of coupling. <laughs> exactly. But it, it does, you know, amplify the wall that's, you know, the, the vibrations coming through the wall and it, it does help to, you know, check at different parts of the wall because some parts of the wall can uh, capture the sound waves better than other parts. So you might get a, a better, uh, a better listen in a different part of the wall. And, and I do think that it's, it's funny too, but especially with what we're talking about now, whenever he hears the knock at the door and it's almost like he was listening to his motel neighbors having sex mm-hmm. and, and he tosses <laughs> the, the glass into the end table drawer and puts his shirt on to go answer the door. I love it. Like he's been caught. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also think it's kind of funny because since he does throw it into the drawer, that means that he's going to, I feel like that he'll be confused the next time that he, you know, has his moment where he checks all the drawers and then he finds this random glass inside the, the drawer and wonders, you know, what, what's this doing there? And then we get this, um, I think this is a great scene with, him talking to Bert, like through the door. It, it's, it's framed almost as if he had like one of the chains attached to the door, even yes. though th- there isn't the physical chain there, but he is holding it just like a little bit wider than that, just enough to frame each of their faces from the, the different camera angles, which is, is great. And it's so perfect. Like, you know, Bert's trying to peek in and he can't really see. And he's like, oh, well, you got to talk to this guy. And at the same time, he's lifting his chin, seeing if he could see up and around Leonard. I I just I love uh, Mark Boone Jr. I just think he's such a great character actor. Um, You know, just just like I said, the kind of guy you want to sit around and, you know, have a cigar with and just listen to him tell (laughs) stories. But he he just I don't know. He's just he's his subtleties are wonderful because they're so not subtle in this particular scene. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're talking about framing now. Now the thing in watching this, you know, in the minute by minute or segment by segment uh, type of format, you know, you know, it definitely is. It, it, it threw me definitely in my actually it was just my my watch last night with my fiance, um, and it was. Uh, you know, there was there was definitely one other spot where I saw something similar to this, but it wasn't this. But um, but this watching it, watch it repeatedly, it's it's you know his head in the door from from uh, Bert's view is is definitely very much there, kind of between the door and the frame. Whereas in the in the, in the view of Bert, you know, towards Bert, his his head definitely isn't that far forward. But, you know, I totally get why it's done and why Nolan and, and his people would choose to overlook it. You know, it works so well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely one of those things where it's it's a matter of getting what they want to show on screen versus how it would realistically be framed because if he was if he did have his head that close to the the frame then you wouldn't be able to see Bert at all <laughs> through the camera angle yep. mm-hmm. 
but the, those are one of those uh, like forgivable mistakes, you know, uh, especially from my uh, from my perspective. And like I, I also think that it, especially like with how nervous and anxious that Leonard is, you really get the sense that he's trapped in this room at this mm. point. Definitely. Well, he's got. I mean, he's got somebody calling him incessantly he's got god knows who on the other side of the wall he's got bert coming at him from the front door i mean absolutely he's trapped i think that's a great point well i almost feel like he's also in a way trapped because he he does he is able to keep his well not really keep his focus but he's he's, he's certainly trying to get a task done of, of the tattooing mm-hmm. so, like fine and the, the other thing that i noticed is especially like in in this scene and you know, after he finally puts the, the flannel shirt on because he's been shirtless through most of this black and white scene is that he really looks very different just, you know, with his unshaven scruffiness mm-hmm. and his face and the, the flannel shirt and just the, the kind of, uh, especially like this disheveled, anxious look feels miles away from the, the clean shaven, you know, cream suit, you know, put together guy that's that we see driving the Jag. Yeah, absolutely. And this is really only a difference of like just a couple days. I think it's like one day, isn't it? I think it's only like one, maybe two at most. I think the the color scenes go through like three days. Okay. Because they they have him sleeping. Like there's at least two overnights. Okay, that's fair. That's I. It's been a while since I've, you know, like really paid attention to. I, I mean, I've paid attention to the scenes themselves, but I haven't been tracking them as far as daytimes go. And I know that he he has an overnight with Natalie. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. And that he also has the overnight with the uh, escort. I mean, it's it's not an overnight oh, with the escort. Right. But yeah. You're right. You're right. Yep. See, this is why you're the host, and I'm just a co-host. <laughs> And and again, this is, you know, him talking face to face, saying that he's no good over the phone and he needs mm-hmm. to look at people eye look people in the eye whenever he talks to them, which is, you know, a, a nice callback to the earlier scenes whenever he talks about how he works as the, the insurance adjuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, th- and those couple overnights are definitely something I was kind of uh, uh, paying more attention to than I had ever previously, I'm pretty sure, um, in, in the in the whole watch I did. Um, and, and, and because kind of coming into this and, and knowing I was going to do this is, is that I was like, I mean, I, I couldn't remember, you know, our, you know, is everything kind of real time? Are, 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 is, are, are there, are there essentially no, I mean, it's not that there's no cuts, but there's no, you know, time lapses within any one segment, but there are, it seems like quite, quite a bit. So, I mean, the, the length of his, um, amnesia, you know, anterior retrograde amnesia. You know, really does seem to be. Oh, it could easily be a good half hour, maybe, right, roughly. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, um, quite often there's there's enough enough of a time jump within or two couple couple two or three times. Sometimes I feel in some cases. And I think that's definitely helpful for us because otherwise it would just be like we would lose track of time and, and it would be way <laughs> too disorienting for us. Yeah, and it's also worth noting. Uh, like I'm sure I've said it before, but uh, I. I for me, it feels like it's been a while, but I, I think it, it's worth noting that the the all of the black and white scenes together take place over just a few hours 
while the all the color scenes take place over about three days. Mm. So there's like a big difference between the amount of time that we're seeing passing through the black and white scenes versus the amount of time passing that we're seeing through the color scenes, even though they're cut back and forth, you know, more or less equally in, in terms of cuts, even though, again, the, the black and white scenes are much shorter than the color scenes. Uh, now, I, I, I've been listening to some of your first episodes. Um, that it did seem like I think I, I I caught you saying that you had watched the the um the the going through in order, <laughs> in in <laughs> chron- you know, normal chronological order of all the scenes. Um, uh, wait, um, that you did, but Lisa, you didn't. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, are the black and white scenes still black and white in that? Yeah, the the black and white scenes are like it. It is literally just the exact same movie. It's just uh, the the scenes are cut different. You know, the the scenes are placed in order or in chronological order versus movie order. But other than that, so you do get a lot of repetitions whenever you get the to the color oh, yeah. scenes because yeah. they they show the all the the re- the repetitiveness whenever you're watching the the color scenes back to back and in chronological order versus movie order. And that's like, I'm, I definitely agree that it, it makes for a less entertaining movie experience, yeah. but uh, you know, it, it, it is interesting as like a, a special feature, it, just a, you know, a, a two hour special feature. <laughs> One little random thing that I just noticed just because it happens to be paused on the screen. I see that uh, his, uh, door to his hotel room has actually two spots, like two spots for the chains to hook into, mm. but I you don't see the chains attached to the door frame. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so there's two spots for chains to hook into, but there's no visible chains. They like take them off, maybe. Yeah, or they were, were like broken off because you know oh, it's yeah. a seedy motel, so the door's oh, probably being right. kicked in. That's a great point. Oh, I love that. I want to see, like, God, now I wish that was in the commentary. Like, couldn't somebody, <laughs> like, did he do that? To, like, good old Nolan and his crazy details. Like, did they do that with that whole point, like, to prove that it's a seedy motel? Or is this just, you know, a door that they didn't get the chain for? Or, oh, that's going to buy. Every year I show this now, I'm going to be thinking about that. Because <laughs> there is, like, a little curtain that he, that he pulls back. Yes. Um, that's, you know, right next to the door frame. And I, like, I, the quality is not good enough for me to see if there's, like, the screw holes, but there's just, like, a slight discoloration where, like, one of the chains might have been, but other than that, I don't really see any evidence that a chain ever was there, it's, uh, at least at this quality that I'm looking at here. Yeah, that's that's one of those kinds of hotel-motel situations I would no pride out of <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I got a room. <laughs> Like, mm, okay. Uh, but but uh, do either of you have anything else for this scene? No, nope. I, I covered it for me. All right. Well, thank you once again, Eric, for joining us for these uh, you know these uh, four weeks here. And once again, why don't you go ahead and take a moment to let everybody else know where else they can find you online. Uh, yeah, uh, last time I mentioned my uh, three podcasts, but I'll just uh, give out some uh, socials, you know, so forth, you know, uh, just, you know, on, on most social platforms, I'm known as Lucky Mustard. 
So you can find me that way possibly or Bucky Mustardine even on Instagram. But, um, you know, and I have, I have those shows on, on the socials as well, you know, so hey, just check them out. Almost Famous Minute being the one I'd highlight today. Right. And as always, thank you, Lisa, for joining me through this entire season. It's It's been a fun ride so far, and we're almost done. It really has. I'm going to miss it once we finish. And as always, I am Bubba Wheat, and you can find me on Twitter where I'm at Bubba Wheat. You can find this show on It's Time to Rewind on all the, the available podcatchers. If uh, we're not available on the podcatcher that you listen to, just uh, let me know, and I will do what I can to get it added to that one as well. And we also have a Facebook group, It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group, and you can join that to get notified of future seasons, like uh, what we're going to be covering in the future. You can discuss episodes as they come out, and you can have discussions about time, other time loop movies and TV shows that we haven't yet covered or we have already covered. That's It's all welcome there. And as always, I uh, have I already told you about Memento? Oh, only every time I see you. Bird from the front desk. 